0: Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. It is Joanne here, and I'm here with another No Guilt Mom win from one of our balance members, Edith. And Edith has been with us for quite a while. And the thing that she's sharing with you today is if you have a massive, to-do list. I'm talking massive. Like you need to check things off and they're all different things, caring for your family, caring for your partner, maybe caring for parents. And the overwhelm is just crushing you. Edith has a few tips on how she managed her overwhelm and how it's leading her to be calmer and happier. So I know that you're going to get a lot out of Edith's, Edith's story. So welcome to the podcast, Edith.
1: Hi. I'm actually excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad because you have so much to share with people. So can you take everybody back as to how were you feeling in terms of the overwhelm of your
1: to-do list and what did that look like? So it was constant. I mean, daily 24 seven. And even objectively, it was a lot or it still is a lot. (laughs) Um my husband is working as a social worker but he also has a, another freelance job project. Um I'm working part-time but I'm also studying for a master degree. I have one kid who needs uh, extra attendance for academic stuff and one kid who needs extra attendance for emotional regulation. And I have a mother who had a stroke last year which means that our childcare got worse, our situation got worse and it was something on top to take care of and handle and even brought more flexibility to it. And I was really resentful towards my husband, really it's- a lot. <laughs> And I think that's really
0: common for us as women to become resentful towards our partners when we have so much on us.
1: And I remember that this was one of the first first things that I asked one of the other uh, women, like, you are saying that in a neutral or even warm tone towards your spouse. How do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) And I realized that the other... Well, this other woman was still able to and be empathetic while I was that angry, <laughs> nonstop angry. Yeah. And constant feeling of unfair, too much, and I'm drowning.
0: And... I remember you coming into balance with this feeling and you could just tell in your whole demeanor, like so much was on you and you had to do so much. And I don't think that any of that weight has really been taken off of you based on how like we talked before we started this interview and you listed your to-do list today and it was massive. Edith, (laughs) it was massive. Uh, so what have you started doing?
1: that helped you
0: let go of some of that anger and resentment?
1: Um, I think the first step for me was time blocking and the coaching sessions. So especially since we're short on childcare, it was the best thing ever to have this weekly, in my part, evening session where I can put the kids to bed and join a coaching session from home. I talked to another friend who is in a self-help Facebook group, but it's without moderation. Mm -hmm. And I told her, no, that's the big difference, that there we have Brie and Joanne, and they are trained people. (laughs) So it's not just peers talking to each other, but peers being accompanied by a professional. First, I didn't get the time-blocking thing. I was like, why do I need to get together with other people to my calendar. I mean, come on, I'm doing it all the time. But the key is the prioritization. Yes. Find the priorities for the week, for the month, for the day. And I really love the journals. I'm I'm a religious believer of the (laughs) (laughs) journals. Even if I don't have the journals with me, I'm still taking the categories with me.
0: So I do, I want to get more into the journals uh, for people who are listening and they're like, what is time blocking? Time blocking is a practice that we do in balance where you commit to a goal for the week. You decide this goal above everything is going to help me feel more calm, happier. If I get this done, this is wonderful. And then it's actually plotting that time that you spend for that goal on your calendar so that you don't feel so overwhelmed during the week. And I love that it helped you.
1: And I have to add to time blocking, you get four categories of priorities. So it's mm-hmm. not just that you find out what is most important to you. The next one is that you decide what just has to get done. But then you also, well, I color them, uh, the things that don't necessarily have to get done without the world going down under. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth one, What can you pass on to somebody else? What can you delegate? And we usually have a competition on finding at least one or two things in the group since it's the hardest category. And that was the turning point for me that I suddenly felt like accomplishing something and not just failing each day with this massive things to do that never had an end and never were able to complete. So it gave me a feeling of success and of wins. And that's the, the connection to the journals where in the morning I sit down and I have the categories, what are my main things that I want to get done? What am I, look, what am I looking forward to? And sometimes I'm just writing, oh, I'm looking forward for the feeling of yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <done>. <laughs> or I'm looking forward to go to bed in the evening. I mean, it doesn't have to be huge things. Mm-hmm. And then in I've... the evening or I combine it with the morning, I count the wins of the last day. And there I have some therapy I decide I have two um pieces of wins like the ones that are given as a present and the ones that you have worked towards. <laughs>
0: I love that you put it into two categories like that because you do get it. Like you get the surprise wins that are like a present. You didn't expect them coming. You didn't see them coming, but they're great nonetheless. And then you do get those wins that you're like, I put that on my forecasted wins for the day. And look at that.
1: I get to like have it as a win in the
0: evening. I love how you break it up like that.
1: And I needed to add the ones that are, Given as a present, because I have this mindset, you have to work hard for everything. (laughs) Oh,
0: yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And there are those things that are just gifts that are given to you. Yes. For sure. So the journals helped and the time blocking helped. How how are you feeling now, Edith, now that you have these things in place, especially when it comes to that anger and resentment that you are feeling towards your partner?
1: I have to add that we're also in couples therapy like Mm -hmm. once every two months at the moment. And I have been diagnosed for depression. I also go to normal therapy.
0: Therapy is a wonderful thing.
1: So suddenly I feel I have reached a period of (laughs) harvest. So I don't get up in the morning and have to drag myself out of bed. That's really great. Um, And I have had so many situations by now where I keep cool where otherwise I would have shouted, screamed, ran off. Mm -hmm. And that adds to feeling positive about myself.
0: I've seen so many changes in you, Edith, since you joined. I mean, you could see the stress in your face when I first met you. And now you're like in front of me. And in most coaching calls, now you're in front of me and you're, you're smiling and you're lighter and you're happier And that's a really cool thing to see.
1: You've worked really hard. Yes, I think so. (laughs) I worked really hard. That might be the last resentment that I have, that my husband wants to have the same results as me. Mm -hmm. But I say, yeah, well, I put in work. Exactly. I put in hard work. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're like the model
0: for how it can be done and it can be accomplished. It didn't just come to you. You worked for it. You got some presents along the way, though, (laughs) as you note in your journal.
1: And I really like the way the coaching sessions are led. I just told my therapist last week that now that I've been through with you and that I've listened so many times to the steps, I start being able to do it with me myself. So I know which steps to take to get, get me out of a rot.
0: Yes. Yes. And that's like our aim in balance that I, that I believe is what good coaching is where first the coach takes the lead, but it's all about teaching you how to do it for yourself as well so that you don't need the coach long-term, but it internalizes. And Edith, I, I love hearing your story. I love seeing you each time you come to coaching calls and this has been so interesting, because I've gotten to learn some other things about you in this interview as well. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So if you right now have an overwhelming to-do list, know that there are steps to take to give yourself a little bit of self-care, uh, as well as prioritizing and seeing what you need to do versus what you can let drop. Uh, and also if you're interested in learning more about balance, I have a link in the show notes, but you can also check out balance at no guilt forward slash balance. And that is the end of this no guilt mom win. Remember the best mom is a happy mom. I'll talk to
2: you later. Hey there. I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of tilt parenting and the author of the book differently wired. The mission of tilt is to change the way neurodivergence